Hey, hey, welcome to the Culture Center Classroom Podcast, a space for educators looking to step into their power by creating a classroom environment and lessons that affirm, welcome, and celebrate all their students through instruction. I'm your host, Jocelyn Hubbard, an educator, teacher coach, wife, mother to five children, and your partner on this journey of creating culture-centered classrooms. Let's jump into the episode. Last week, I shared the John Maxwell quote about the four seasons in which people change. After listening to that episode, maybe you're thinking, okay, I'm ready to create change. I am ready to take action. But where do I start? There's so many things to consider. You share so many great tips and strategies on your podcast, Jocelyn. I want to make sure I'm culturally responsive and relevant, equitable, sharing diverse perspectives from inside and outside the classroom. I need to get new books to support the learning space. I know that SEL, trauma-informed and restorative practices all support equity and cultural relevance. I, I, ah, I'm overwhelmed. Help. So on today's episode, I will share three effective yet simple ways for you to kick implementation overwhelm to the curb and start creating a welcoming and culturally inclusive classroom today. Ready, set, here we go. Number one. Now, this is going to sound cliche and overstated, but the first thing is for you to breathe. I know. I'm serious, though. I am the queen of getting myself into an overwhelmed tizzy. The best first step is to breathe. Several deep breaths will help you clear your mind and settle your energy. Choose one focal point on the wall or on the ceiling or close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. I particularly like the box breathing technique used in many different yoga practices. With this technique, you breathe in for four counts, hold your breath for four counts, and then exhale for four counts. You can do this anytime to reduce stress, calm your mind, and lower the fight or flight response. I will link to an article that I found on the Cleveland Clinic website for you to learn a bit more. Honestly, though, this is just best practice for teaching. Before you start your lesson, before you transition to a new activity within a class period, before you answer a challenging question from a student, before you discipline a student, breathe. I think you will find it very effective in allowing you to collect your thoughts. You may even want to give your students the option to participate in this practice. Explain the benefits to them. Connect it to one or more of the SEL competencies like self-regulation and self-awareness. There are five total SEL competencies and all five of them can be found on the CASEL website, C-A-S-E-L. I'll make sure that I link to that in the show notes as well. This breathing technique is also good for reducing stress when trauma is triggered. It's good for restorative practices because you calm yourself before responding, which can reduce the likelihood of screaming or saying something unkind. And there you have it. In one fell swoop, by implementing one practice, you are leveraging the power of three culturally responsive strategies. Number two, start simple. Continuous, intentional progress is better than massive, unsustained action. This is one time I highly encourage being the tortoise and not the hare. Here are a couple of great places to start. Simply. First, consider the window, mirror, and sliding glass door resources in your classroom. These types of resources allow your students to see themselves, 
their values, beliefs, as well as learn about the values, beliefs, and perspectives of others. Consider resources that support the lesson like picture books, short stories, or guest speakers that you might bring in, as well as resources that are present for passive learning opportunities like posters or coloring pages. Often you have these types of resources in your classroom, but you have not intentionally considered how they help students engage in and connected to the learning more deeply. This leads me to my second suggestion, intentional reflection. Weave in my three anchor questions as often as possible, allowing students to think about one, what they learned about themselves, their beliefs, behaviors, and biases from engaging in the lesson, whether it's from the discussion or some other type of activity that they were able to participate in. The second is what they learned about their peers by engaging in collaboration or class discussion or listening to a presentation. And the third anchor question, what they learned in this lesson, how it is specifically connected to our world today, and the possibilities for future impact. Number three, connect the kids to the content. How many times do your students say, why do I have to learn this? In my first few years of teaching, my students asked me that constantly. Instead of responding, because you do, or it's on the test, or because it's in the book. Try answering the question, seriously. How will this lesson allow students to become more aware of who they are as learners, their learning style and their learning preferences? Back in season one, I shared very specific ways to create culturally responsive math, science, ELA, and social studies lessons. So I highly encourage you to jump back to one of those four lessons and to give them a listen. But since you're here, let me give you a few examples of what I mean. Share with your students by saying something like, This year, I want to help you learn more about how you learn. It's important for you to understand this so you can learn more easily and as much as possible so you can advocate for the best learning environment for yourself. This year, we will try a few different things like group work, partner work, individual work. You'll be able to give oral presentations, do pre-recorded presentations. We're going to engage in movement activities and music-inspired activities and so much more. After each one, I will ask you about your experience. What did you like, dislike, and why? See how that really ropes the kids in and helps them to see the purpose behind these lessons and the learning experience? Another way to make a connection is to have the students think about concepts like perseverance, trial and error, failing forward. How did they develop this skill while completing the activities in the lesson? And just because you are my favorite, I want to give you a bonus tip. Ask for help. There are likely other educators at your school that are passionate about creating welcoming, culturally inclusive, equity-centered classrooms as well. Lift and lean on each other. Also, I'm here to support you on this journey. And you know this, I am here to support you in a variety of ways. I have a transformational coaching and PD program for educators to help you break down the components and then use that learning to create these dynamic transformational learning experiences. 
All the educators I support get very specific feedback on how they can shift and elevate their lesson plans and the learning experience that the students are having. I provide templates and just all kinds of really helpful resources so that you can kick that overwhelm to the curb and have the impact that you truly want to have this year. This is a resource that you can access individually or as a part of a school team. So if this is something that you would like to learn more about, head over to my website or you can schedule a free 15 minute discovery session via the link that I'm including in the show notes. All right, my friend, remember to center equity, celebrate diversity and affirm culture every single day. If you are loving this podcast, it would mean so much if you could share it with a friend. I'd also love for you to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. That way other educators know that this is the podcast for them. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week.